Welcome to Bioinnovator Spotlight at Life Science Org, where we listen to the life science leaders of tomorrow tell their story and discuss their challenges as founders and entrepreneurs. I'm your host, scientist turned communicator, Dr. David Kirk. Let's meet today's founder. I'm joined this week by Emil Michels, uh, entrepreneur in residence at the VIB in Ghent, Belgium. Please tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the science industry. I finished my PhD only two years uh, ago. It was mm -hmm. in the field of structural and molecular biology. Um, and basically, I always loved science, science, specifically biomedical science, but I never really intended to do a PhD and to, to go into the academic uh, world. And I think the main reason for that was because I had um, the wrong view of what the academic world looks like. Mm. Um, I had the idea that it was a lot of fundamental research, um, not really thinking about what would come after the translational aspects of it. Yeah. Um, but clearly I was naive and that was wrong um, because there are a lot of group leaders, PIs out there who, um, who really focus on this, uh, who really want to um, get their science to society in general and in my field of interest to the patients. And I was just lucky enough to to meet two of those guys, to meet two two PIs that then became uh, my PhD supervisors, uh, who showed me this, who showed me that academic research can have a clear um, translational side to it uh, from the beginning, um, which is why uh, I, I then started to do a, to do a PhD. Yeah. What was the area that your PhD was in in, in terms of you you mentioned structural molecular biology, but what's the applied kind of area? The field of interest uh, for me was protein aggregation. There's uh -huh. many diseases that are associated with protein aggregation, yeah. and that was the core um, of everything everything I did during my PhD. Oh, interesting. And what uh, is this? What inspired you then to become a founder? Uh, to now look into becoming a founder, your entrepreneur yeah. in residence now at VIB. Good question. And the, the honest answer is that I never really intended to be a founder. <laughs> it was never a clear goal or anything. It's just that. I always liked um, science in general. Okay, I like a cool invention, but mm -hmm. after that, I want to do something with that science. So after I finished my PhD, it was clear to me that I didn't want it to stop at a scientific publication or anything. I, I wanted to bring it as, as far as possible to, to, to be used, basically. Uh, and in my case, to, to develop a medicine for, for patients suffering from a specific disease. So... The entire process of, of starting a PhD and now hopefully almost being a founder um, was kind of organically or naturally, or that's how it felt at least, just because I basically didn't want the science to to stop at a publication. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, tell me more about the field that you're focusing on now and what the major unmet challenge is. So basically there's this group of diseases that are all characterized by a mechanism that is called protein aggregation. So what you see in these patients is really the deposition clumps of protein mm. being deposited at a specific uh, organ. And I must say that, I mean, we're talking about 30, 40 uh, diseases here, and it's not clear for all of these diseases if and how much these protein aggregates actually contribute to disease. But for some, it's really clear that these are the bad guys and you, you need to get rid of them. Now, there's a very famous example that everyone knows where there's a lot of controversy, which is Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and 
to that extent, actually Parkinson's disease as well. Uh, so these diseases are characterized by the deposition of protein aggregates in the brain, but it's not yet clear to what extent they contribute to the to the loss of neurons afterwards and to the to cognitive impairments um, in case for, for Alzheimer's disease. So, but there were now a few clinical trials in phase three that actually tested whether removing these protein aggregates could have a beneficial effect, and they're now looking this looking like there is a clinical a benefit for these patients so that's really encouraging but in addition to to this well-known disease uh, like ad um, there's also more rare diseases that are caused by the same phenomenon so the the protein deposition um, in the brain and that's what we are looking into at, at the moment so we are looking whether we can uh, with our technology clear those protein aggregates from the brain to have a beneficial effect um, on disease yeah and uh Talking about uh, protein aggregation, one of the more bovine encephalopathy, BSE, leading to Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease in humans caused by misfolded uh, prion uh, proteins, as we call them. Uh, are these part of the same group of diseases? Absolutely. So this is the most extreme case, I think, where mm. it has been shown that these things are actually infectious, right? So yeah. these protein aggregates can spread from an individual to another individual. Mm. So the same process underlies all those diseases, which is the aggregation or the clumping together of, of protein aggregates. And for Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease, um, it's just a very infectious species that are doing this. So this is this phenomenon of infectiousness has not yet been shown for Alzheimer's disease or, or Parkinson's disease. So those diseases will not be that infectious. But from cell to cell, the same thing is happening. So yeah. these protein aggregates spread from cell to cell and like this, infecting, as you would, uh, the mm -hmm. entire brain. Yeah, that's a, it's a very interesting concept. I think and when we t when we think about infectious disease, we think genetics, but um, protein misfolding, protein aggregation is um, and it's huge, obviously, for Alzheimer's and, and Parkinson's, a lot of age related diseases, um, especially. No, that's certainly a huge unmet challenge. Um, speaking of challenges, then what are what are the challenges that are facing you as a founder today, as a as an early, a very early stage founder? Quite early on, I noticed that um, having the scientific foundation um, is not enough to do all of this. It's not mm -hmm. enough to translate your your scientific findings into a company and, and further on. So by realizing this relatively early on, I enrolled myself into different business uh, courses, which combining with a PG led to a lot of uh, late evening study nights. Um, but it also, I mean, gave me the, ne the necessary insights into the business expert that you really need, but more importantly with the network that I can always fall back on, right? So if I have a problem related to, to business aspects uh, or a question, I can always uh, fall back on my network. Um, but I'm sure, David, that every founder you talk to also um, talked or uh, complained or mentioned um, uh, fundraising which is also the stage where we're at now. Um, and that is tricky. I mean, it's not different for me than for any other founder. But the thing is that I like it. So I don't mind pitching my story, the same story 200 times to different investors because I like our story. But that's very easy to do for me, let's say. Um, the only thing that I have to do, because I mean, I truly believe in our technology. And I think that can actually make a change for patients in the end. So now it's all about communicating that to, in this case, investors so that they see the same potential. Interesting. Uh, I think that's, um, that is a very common challenge. And it is a difficult one as well, especially when you've got very new technology. 
finally, the last thing I'd like to ask you is as a book or a documentary made an impact on your career and life choices so far? So lately it's been quite busy yeah. and uh, it's difficult for me to find time for, for reading, right? So mm -hmm. Because in addition to Lush and the company, I'm a, I'm a father and uh, rebuilding an old farm. But the most recent book that um, I read uh, was actually a gift from my, from my two supervisors, uh, my PhD supervisors, and it was called A Life Decoded uh, from, or it's an autobiography from uh, the genet geneticist uh, Craig Venter. Mm -hmm. uh, so it basically describes his quest to decipher the human genome, which is interesting. But um, the most interesting part for me was, although people might consider this book as being a little bit egocentric, if you like, but it, it gives an unparalleled view of, of the path of a genius scientist simply mm -hmm. and a, with a really entrepreneurial view of, of the science that he was doing. Mm -hmm. uh, so that, that was super interesting for me, for me to read. Yeah. I, I seen uh, Craig Venter speak live once at a conference in Dublin back in 2012. He is a phenomenal speaker. You you're filled with hope afterwards because he, he just has this way of putting technology and science in a place that it can change the world. Um, so I, I totally understand that recommendation. Uh, <laughs> uh, Emil, thank you so much for joining me on BioInnovator Spotlight. Thank you very much for inviting me. Are you a life science CEO in Europe? Go to lifescienceorg.com where you can connect, share, and engage with a community of your peers. We have a platform just for early stage founders too. You can join there at nextgen.lifescienceorg.com.